0: Hello and welcome
2: to the Roshmore Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network 95.1 FM and, and 760 AM in Hawaii. I'm joined as always by G. Hay Wiley and Brandon Deutsch. How are we doing?
3: Not too shabby guys. Not too shabby. How about yourself?
1: Fantastic. It's a great morning. Hopefully the, the Lakers come out with a win tonight, but I don't expect it to happen.
3: Yeah, listen, uh,
2: we have a lot to be um, happy about with the Lakers. And again, when it was a small sample size, I didn't want to get too pumped up, didn't want to get too excited. But at this point, Brandon, your preseason bet on Anthony Davis being the most valuable player, again, you put 10 bucks down in Vegas when we were there, um, could potentially pay you what? 110 or 100. Yeah, and I just done. put
1: 20 for three, Listen. 350.
2: All right. I mean, the way he's playing right now, what I'm trying to figure out is where do you think this, this came from? Again, I think we didn't want him to be more than what he was. We saw this type of a player in New Orleans. We saw him play this way in Florida, in the bubble when they won the championship. He's returned to that form, and it's not for a couple of games. It's not for a week. It's been 10 games now. And if he continues yeah. to play like this, and they're back to 500, and again, the West is wide open, what does that mean for the Lakers?
1: Yeah, I, it means it means the world for them. I think you got to look at it like this. It's not just Anthony Davis. A lot of this is contingent upon Russell Westbrook's assists. I mean, 15, yeah. that was part of Davis's 55-point performance. A lot of people look at the box score and don't understand how important and crucial Russell Westbrook is to Anthony Davis's success this year. Yeah. That's a huge port. You can't trade him right now. You just can't trade no. Russell Westbrook. And so how else are you going to improve the team? Because it seems like they're still they've shot 41.5 percent from three over their past six games, which is remarkable considering their abysmal start. At the same time, they're going to need one more three and D guy to truly compete. Even if Anthony Davis and LeBron James compete at this level, because you can't rely just on Lonnie Walker, Austin Reeves, yeah. and I don't even know Troy Brown to hit three. You're going to need somebody who so can you're not knock down trade shots.
2: Trade Russell, or you're not going to do any of these big moves that we had talked about for quite some time. What do they do? What I mean, is there something that they can? Is there a, a package out there? Is there a player out there? Is there a trade out there that 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 you think could make this team? Not just a play-in team, not just a playoff team, and I never thought I'd say this at the beginning of the season, a championship contending team.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's tough because this team, as constructed, could go on a run. I don't think it's it's likely, even if this is sustainable with Anthony Davis. But they really need a player, and they need to get rid of none and Beverly. They need to package those two. Yeah. I know Rob doesn't want to give up either of the picks, and nor should he right now the way everybody is playing. He shouldn't concede to anybody. Um, seems like this roster right here could be the 7th seed, like we said. It's, yeah. If Anthony Davis continues to play like that, can they win a championship? Though it's going to be hard unless they can get a three and D person. Hopefully, teams will panic at the deadline and yeah. try and pick up an expiring, you know, with I don't know Beverly Nun, some someone like that. Well, Beverly's is a two year deal, but none. I don't know, maybe a protected. Here's where you do pick. kind of think about packaging
2: the picks, though. And I yeah. and again, this was not a conversation I think that I thought I would be having. Um, if you think you can win a championship, if you think you are a player or two away and you can get those players for listen, not just one for Trump, but two, they have a window here. And yeah. I thought that window was shut. I thought it was locked. I thought they threw out the key, but I think when you look at what they're doing right now, this is beyond the best case scenario. I mean, if, if, if Davis is once again, a, a top five player, if Russell has embraced this six man of the year, uh, you know, roll if LeBron continues, if LeBron re- returns to form, yeah. Now you're a championship contending team in a West that's not as top heavy as we thought. And then again, coming into the season, we talk about the Warriors, talking about the Clippers, talking about all these teams. The Lakers are in a position right now that by the midpoint of the season, they're they, they could be in that championship conversation. And if that's the case,
1: I do think you do have to look at packaging those picks. I agree with you. Um, I I don't think they're going to. I don't think at this point they're going to do anything. At this point, if you trade Russell Westbrook, it's bad for the team. They actually, I never thought I'd say this, but he's looking like a Los Angeles Laker. I know he still has the turnovers, the crazy plays that were like, oh, come on, Russ. But at the same time, the 15 assists, you know, to Anthony Davis really taken a lot out of them I, what I'm concerned about is the defense right because even if you watch that Washington game the other day now they're scoring at will they put up 130 plus in back-to-back games which is remarkable I, very few teams have done that all year at the same time if you watch the Washington game they're letting so many easy baskets still go and part of this is they're going to have to defend against it seem like Cle- Cleveland tonight what you're going to see in this game is Cleveland will win if they put up 120 points because they have a good defense yeah. right so w- the Lakers are going to need to defend better and it can't just be Anthony Davis because who's going to guard and Armand brings this up all the time who's going to guard Kevin Durant when it comes to the playoffs you can put Lonnie Walker Troy Brown Jr. on him you know what I'm saying who's going to guard Devin Booker in the playoffs you can put Beverly on him I mean like could you argue they're going to get theirs
2: regardless I mean like again you want someone to to hold them and check to to some degree, but at Absolutely. Point, yeah. But
1: part of the reason why the Pelicans and the Suns are so dominant this year in the Western Conference is they have Mikel Bridges and Herb Jones and Trey Murphy, guys, you know, Jose Alvarado, like guys that can shut down opposing players. Like Mikel Bridges is probably the best perimeter defender in the NBA or one of them with OG and and they can shut them down. What I will say is, Anthony Davis, uh, something that to be positive about and to look forward to is he's put up. 40-plus points against Giannis, who's supposedly the best interior defender in the league. I would argue it's Anthony Davis. But that is promising. That is promising. And Chris Stapp's Porzingis, who's no slouch defensively, 55 points. Like, if this Anthony Davis is here to stay, I agree with you, Arash. You go all in, because this team could win a championship with a couple more pieces. Yeah,
2: and again... It's it's rare to have this chance and and I didn't think that they would have this chance with this team. But if you do, you gotta you gotta package those picks, you gotta go all in. And again because at the end of the day, a championship is worth all that. When 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 people yeah. say, was that trade worth it? Yes, because they won a championship. They would not have won a championship if they did not make that deal. That being said, an- another big trade that happened at that time, the Kawhi-Paul George trade. And uh, Kawhi, listen, he's, he's not been himself, but he came up big late when it mattered the most last night against Charlotte. Game-tying bucket, game-winning basket. Clippers only two and a half back of the top seed in the west uh g again Kawhi is not Kawhi yet but Kawhi when he when it mattered most when they're down game tying basket game winning basket on the road big moment for him
3: absolutely i mean it gives you hope too right yeah it gives you hope as a clipper fan that this is what you can possibly see hopefully later on in the future i don't know i mean i just wish there was just more consistency you know, I oh, just wish, sure. you know, I think everybody does. Well, just with health,
2: too. I mean, Absolutely. that was the first time that we had seen, again, the whole group back. Luke Kennard came back. Paul George, Kawhi. How long will that last? I mean, I got to imagine we'll get the report that Kawhi is going to be out for a game. or Like, <laughs> the, the the consistency, like you said, G, is just not there.
3: Yeah, and I, I don't know what they have to do in order to get there. And the Clipper organization has been really good about I mean, maybe a little too good about allowing Kawhi his time, yeah. right? And just giving him his his yeah. rest and all that. And I'm just, I'm, I'm I get it. You got to make him happy, but at the same time, like you know, we're we're paying for the ticket, right? We're, oh yeah, we're, exactly. You know, a, you know, at, at what point do you break and say like, bro, you got to start playing a little bit more than this." Like, you obviously look you you look healthy. You look like you can dominate. So. Why not Why not just continue to play? You know? well, I, I don't know. Is this a mental health issue? Is what well concerned
1: like- me is you're going up against arguably the second or third worst team in the league in Charlotte. And it gets that close. And I get it. Like, I'm not going to ding the Clippers that much for that because, you know, it is Kawhi and Georgia's first game back in a little bit. They've got some chemistry issues to figure out. But it is it is positive for the Clippers. It shouldn't have been that close. But at the same time, Kawhi Leonard still got the job done. That's promising. I don't care if it's again like we talked about the Lakers a couple of weeks ago, like Man, can this team please just beat bad basketball teams? And yeah. they did. And the Clippers, they beat up. I mean, a win is a win in the NBA. A it's a little that. different than the NFL. You know, like the. I teams- think a win is a win regardless. Again, yeah.
2: It, depending on how you win, kind of tells you what trajectory you're going in. You've said that many times after a San Francisco where You're like, they won, but and it's like, yeah. Listen, I, I I think at the end of the day, when you're trying to make the playoffs and you're trying to stack up wins, a win is a win. But how you do it against some bad teams. That, that that does count. I
3: was just gonna ask, like, I mean, yes, a and This is great. Like, thank you for getting the win. Yeah. But at the same time, this win shouldn't have been a buzzer-beating kind of a win. Yeah, against so, Charlotte. You know, yeah, against Charlotte. So, do you do you still have like all this hoopla faith in these? No, people, but it right? really goes so- back to what you
2: said—the consistency. So you know, like you know, we we, we find out pre-game, Kawhi is gonna play, Paul George is gonna play, Luke Kennard's back, and like on paper, G that that sounds great. But at the same time. Where's the where's the stability in 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 knowing that these again, when they get to the playoffs, you want to have have had these guys play a ton together. And it doesn't matter if they practice. You got to play in the game. And I said, come come postseason. You want them to be healthy. Yes. But you want them to kind of have that have that consistency, and the consistency is just not there with that team. Speaking of the league, and speaking of wins and losses, I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. The league is going to have a new trophy this year, trophy for the most regular season wins. And this trophy, and I so don't know if participation it's just the... Pit, well, come on. <laughs> it's, it's the most regular season wins, but it looks like a snow globe. It's a very... Uh, it looks like a very tiny trophy. I mean, obviously, it's not the actual championship trophy. Uh, there are some leagues that have, uh, you know, trophies like this. We have this in hockey. We have this in soccer. Uh, Your guys' thoughts, for the first time in league history, and I don't know why they just thought that this was something that they had to have. And again, they didn't bring this up before the season a quarter of the way through the season they they have uh, said listen once the season's done and moving forward we're going to have a trophy
3: for the most regular season wins no <laughs> absolutely not I- Get away from your your participation trophy. I'm good. No, this is terrible. Depending uh, on what franchise wins this, I mean they may have a a championship banner, a a trophy ceremony. This is a terrible idea. I mean this is just praising mediocrity in my personal opinion. Yes, good for you. Most regular season wins. Good for you. Where's the ring? (laughs) Where like that most of it does not matter. Like the Dodgers had the most wins. Uh, that's and they right, still, and they still didn't win a World Series. This so, do they deserve a trophy? Yeah, do they de- a really? No, just do they deserve a trophy because <laughs> they got <laughs> I, like? And don't be wrong. I mean, you that's you and I are point. both Dodger fans, and I love them, Dodgers, yeah, man. But, but like, no one wants a, no regular, wants a regular season, season. No, win trophy. Absolutely not. This is a terrible <laughs> idea. This is mediocrity at its finest.
2: Yeah.
1: I couldn't agree more. I have nothing to add. <laughs> it's I true. It's
2: terrible. <laughs> because it's like there's no fan base who's gonna who's gonna celebrate most
1: regular season. I mean, wins. we're basically it's like okay. You, re- you remember those athletes who who there who which athlete was that? Was that Ray Lewis or somebody? Somebody's son came home with a partic- participation medal and he threw that. He threw <laughs> I, it away. I think it was Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis he yeah. threw it away. He's like, we don't play for participation medals. Yeah. Why are we Amen. teaching people to play? For anything less than excellence, a championship. A championship that absolutely. is just, and we can talk about how, what the world has become, but that's just <laughs> indicative of how soft this world has become. I'm I sorry. Agree. There is no way there should ever be anything like this happening. And it's a, it's a joke. No. that this is going on. I mean,
3: the fact what that I you and I is- agree on this, Brandon, yeah, right. is phenomenal. So, <laughs> I, yeah, mean, I, I mean, I absolutely <laughs> agree. I agree.
2: <laughs> what I don't get is, is why the need for this, again, this, 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 this just comes down today by the league or a quarter of the way through the season. No one was
1: clamoring for this. Uh, it it I makes no sense. I, I, I want to find out if anybody yeah. liked this decision. Also, what was the Western and Eastern Conference Finals MVP? I hated that too. Yeah, right? Yeah. I hated that too. That's another accolade that they're doesn't matter. You didn't leagues. go to the championship. Yeah. Well, you th- didn't go to the championship. Quick question
3: for you though because the Eastern Conference Finals is technically like you win the yes, East. You're yes, winning yes. the West. So like at least you're winning something. Like regular season wins, you ain't winning squad. Yeah. Okay, yes, but season. I still
1: don't like it. And if, no, they were, I, if they're going right. to impl- continue to implement it, they need to go back to every single Eastern and Western Conference Finals and give, and give an MVP. those to players <laughs> so that they can <laughs> compare because it's dumb. <laughs> They're like, oh, Steph Curry's the only Western Conference Finals MVP ever. Yeah, because he's Cause the only person it, right? who's ever done it. You know? like no, he just started the MVP like, I don't want to hear like, oh, yeah, when Ben Simmons' career is over, let's say the Nets make the finals. Oh, yeah, he, he stepped up. He was an Eastern Conference Finals MVP. Congratulations. You don't get in the Hall of Fame for that. I'm exactly. sorry, yeah. right? Like, that's just an example. It'll probably never happen. I'll never get that. But still, it's an example, right? Yeah, like, no, no, that shouldn't no. be on somebody's resume. Yeah
3: yeah no, it just again, it's just sh- it's just allowing for mediocrity and it's saluting the product by the way. It's oh, really, absolutely. really diluting the product. And but, but I don't even know
2: where this trophy goes. And again, they they they, they just had a picture the of the
3: trophy. That's where it should go in the but dumpster. But it,
2: but it, it, it I, I don't. It, no one's gonna sell. Again, I think it really depends on what franchise wins. If the Sacramento Kings won this, they would have a banner. They would have a parade. They would they would do something with it. If the Lakers win, I'll give you a quick story. Jeannie Buss. I went to go see her one time. She has um, all the big championship trophy are displayed there and i don't know if they were moving things around but she had multiple western conference trophies like right on the floor in the corner on the floor i mean i mean this is a a western conference championship but they have so many of those and and they don't have a championship for those in terms of they don't uh put a, a banner for a conference championship but Yeah, this made no sense. It came out of left field, again, during the season, 20 games in, to say, oh, by the way, team with the best record in the league during the regular season, you get a trophy. Speaking of the Dodgers, and they would have won this trophy the past few years, (laughs) and I thought that it would have mattered. Uh, Brandon, they have to to do something, and I I don't know whether Carlos Correa is the response. They miss out on Justin Verlander um Trey Turner Trey Trey Turner again w- like at get that contract that was gonna be way too much for Trey but you knew he was probably gone um uh, they had to improve in this in this um off season. what do they have to do
1: uh you know I always said pitching but I would I wouldn't be surprised if they do nothing I think wow. they understand they're not going to win it a- World Series next year without Walker Bueller. Yeah. Unless Bobby Miller, their top prospect turns into Walker Bueller or unless, you know, they lose Trey Turner, they have Freddie Freeman, they still are going to get 90 plus wins. We know death taxes in the Dodgers winning 90 plus games happens every year. We just know it's going to happen. Yeah. They're not going to win next year. And I think they know that. And the issue is what I've read as reports is they're waiting for Shohei Otani. They really wow. want Shohei Otani next year, after next year, when they're going to get Walker Bueller back, when Bobby Miller is going to be 25 and in the rotation. He's a stud Ga uh, you know, Stone, Gavin Stone, one of their top prospects at reliever and, and starter, he could do both, right? And then they'll get Walker Buehler back. And then if you add in Shoei Otani with Freddie Freeman, that's a championship team. I think they kind of understand with Jose Abreu going to the Astros, Verlander to the Mets, although the Mets are still going to be the Mets, let's be real. I mean, it doesn't matter if Mets they got... A bet. I mean, <laughs> uh, DeGrom Scherzer, Verlander Scherzer, it's like looking at yourself in the mirror. They're going to lose in the first round, right? So the Phillies are going to get better Look, this they know. The Dodgers are not dumb. I applaud Andrew Friedman for not doing more than he should in yeah. these last couple of years. I think he knows... He may have made a mistake with the Turner Scherzer deal, maybe not. I mean, they kind of it opened hindsight their window. Yeah, it opened their window. They didn't win. It'll be similar to the Kawhi George stuff if they never win a title, right? <laughs> like, okay, hindsight is twenty twenty, but I do expect them to over maybe overpay for Carlos Correa, although I wouldn't recommend it because I I don't think they'll win next year. I think they should prepare this for Otani. Be a
2: weird signing just because of what he was a part of in Houston in twenty seventeen and the scientists.
1: Sign stealing scandal. I
2: just can't imagine
1: the fans I think embracing the, him. The Angels should sign him. Yeah. Call me crazy. They're well, gonna lose yeah. Otani. Why not go sign a perennial Do you think all-star that is at Shortstop? A
2: foregone conclusion?
1: Yeah, yeah. You foregone. Think so? Yeah. They're you- so dumb. They should like no offense to the Angels. Like their management should trade Otani because he's not gonna stay unless they win a World Series next year. And let me be real with you the Astros just won a world series and added Jose Abreu. I know they lost Justin Verlander. They're not winning that division. Rangers just added Jacob deGrom. They are probably better than them. And the yeah. Mariners of course are better than them,
2: right? They're in a unique position though, though with the person who's going to purchase uh, them Shohei Otani has to be part of that deal. Shohei, yeah. if, if I'm buying yeah, if I'm the, the Angels, Shohei Ohtani has to be part of that deal. So I kind of, as crazy as it sounds, and I don't think we've seen this happen before, I think they would cut... It's a package deal where, like, listen, I'll pay $2 billion for the franchise, but, but I'll Ohtani pay...
1: has to stay. I'll pay a
2: billion Contingent for, upon the <laughs> player, I'll right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, just him and, you know, what he means in terms of Japan and Asia and the worldwide... like. Him being on that team, well, whoever whoever
1: comes in and buys the team, let's say Otani does stay and Trout does stay, they need to fire everybody and build a winner, like Dave Smith says. They really do. They do, and it's possible. Everyone who says it's not possible to win a championship with Trout and Otani and money given to them, they don't know what they're talking about. It's certainly possible. You just need the right baseball minds involved. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, like once that organization gets sold, I mean. They should be a perennial
1: good team. Yeah, It
3: it can't get any worse.
1: It can't. They should be good every year. You're in the hotbed of Southern California. You got two of the best players in the world. They should be like, not obviously not to the stature of the Dodgers in Los Angeles, but certainly but be a, a powerhouse, right? Yeah,
3: absolutely. They should definitely be up and running. And they should go
1: back to the California Angels.
3: I agree, oh, absolutely. You got to oh, embrace
1: all it. of California, <laughs> yep. all of Southern
2: California, and, and so I, I totally agree. I mean, you know, I, I, it, it's a classic name. Yep. It's a name that we grew up with, GH. So I mean, bring I, back I think, the old
3: logos, guys. Oh, right? they, they were beautiful. The I agree. Awesome. I agree. So sick. All right, so
2: sick. Let's leave it there. For now, when we come back, we'll be joined by a good friend, Dave Smith, when we return on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas, and the
0: Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio.
2: Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5, The Fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1, and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline, 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Circus Sports guest hotline right now, and joining us, my good friend, the sports god himself, Dave Smith. Dave, how are you? What's up, Arash? Dave, we have not talked uh, since that World Cup match. Iran, USA. Congratulations, <laughs> my friend. Again, I think either team was going to lose in the round of 16. But uh, yep. yes, USA. Listen, I was going to win either way. <laughs> Iranian American citizens, so I'm I'm very happy about that. But Dave, just in general, uh, I think it's a successful World Cup. When you talk about the second youngest team in the World Cup, and then now you kind of look forward to 2026, uh, six, right? You got the World Cup here in the U.S. Dave, your thoughts on Team USA?
0: Well, I waited. To, well, I waited 24 years to ah, get my revenge on a rock. Yeah, right right. There. In 19, I had to give. I had to give away a half hour of my show when he sang on the air 24 <laughs> years ago. So. Finally, the play but yeah, I, you know, I think it was a decent performance by us getting into the uh, getting into the knockout round. That's probably better than anybody thought we were going to do. And you know, we're certainly not of the caliber of a team like the Netherlands or Spain or France or England. But like you said Ross. We are young, and I think our day is coming in American soccer, and hopefully. You know, we can get our, our best athletes maybe to get into soccer a little bit earlier because, you know, the other countries the best best athletes are playing. Can you imagine? It's like some of our four three forty guys in football yeah. or some of our great basketball players if they all grew up playing soccer. What well, what a power we could be!
2: One hundred percent. And you know, in the one thing that you would have to hope is like like look at what the top soccer players in the world make. When you look at. Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi. I mean, these are you know, you know, two hundred fifty million dollar, half a billion dollar contract. So yeah, uh, you know, we'll 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 see if that um, happens. Uh, Dave, I was in Vegas. Pac-12 championship game Friday night, USC-Utah. I I think it would have been a heck of a game if Caleb Williams stayed healthy. That that being said, he doesn't play defense. He doesn't make tackles. You're not going to win a ton of games giving up 47 points. Dave, your thoughts on the Pac-12 championship game and USC.
0: Yeah, sure would have helped if he were healthy because he could have escaped that pass rush and made a few more plays, but you're right, he doesn't play defense. They gave up 43 points the first time they played him and 47. The second time, they gave up 45 to UCLA a couple of weeks ago, and you know, Lincoln Riley's done a great job at USC, uh, you know, compared to Gomer Helton. I mean, the way he's turned it around, and they were one game away from getting into the college football playoff, so, and, and all the transfer guys he brought in and the great recruiting, and he's a brilliant offensive mind. It's a fun team to watch. He, he can coach, but boy, his Achilles heel, uh, uh, his entire career at Oklahoma and now—, now his teams are soft and they don't play any defense. That's always been the case with his teams. And for USC to get over the hump, now I, I know they're going to be better next year. Caleb's back. Yeah. Another twenty transfer guys will come in. A good recruiting class. But uh, I I don't know what it's going to take until his team start playing defense. Uh, maybe maybe a walk about in the mid 90s when uh, Nebraska scored 62 points on Florida and beat them in the national championship game his career team never played any defense either early in his career in Florida finally he just threw his hands up in the air <laughs> he hired away Bob Stoops from Kansas State the best defensive coordinator in the country and he said hey listen you'll never see me in a defensive meeting I'll never butt in I won't interfere you'll never see me just stop them and then they won the national championship the next year I think that's what Lincoln Riley needs to do he
2: asked to do that, and, and, and the one thing that he has going for him is this transfer portal. Again, if you're a top-flight defensive lineman, pass rusher, cornerback, whatever, I mean, again, you're in Hollywood. I mean, you, you you could make a name for yourself here, so I mean, hopefully that helps, but I love that idea. Hand over the reins to, to the defense, to someone else, because you don't know what you're doing on defense. I mean, it's very clear that at that this point. Uh, Dave, that, that being said, Caleb Williams still a heavy favorite to win the Heisman at Circus Sports right now, a plus 2500. uh Your thoughts on the Heisman.
0: I think Caleb Williams still wins it. And it's, you know, he's still that was a gutsy performance, playing on that bad hamstring and hobbling around up there on one leg, and he was still making plays. I think he still wins it. Although I will say. I think if TCU had won that game, which they should have against Kansas State, the Big 12 championship game, then I think, Mac, I think Max Duggan wins the Heisman in that case. And, and by the way, what is, if they go 13 at all, and he made so many plays in the fourth quarter, and he was hurt too, that was another really good performance by Duggan. But what is that Coach Sonny Dykes thinking? They're inside the one, third and goal. How do you not run two quarterbacks? Sneaks there, he turns around and running plays, and they get stuffed twice in a row. It's unbelievable how stupid that play calling was. Yeah,
2: Dave, I mean, this won't be a problem in a couple of years when we go to the 12-team playoff. Your, your, your thoughts yep. on the conference championship game. Again, USC uh, you know, pl- plays in one. They lose, and because of that, they're, they're, they, they, they drop down. They're not in the college football playoff. TCU did not drop down One. I mean, they, they stayed the same. It's as if they did not play that game. And Ohio State doesn't win the division that doesn't even qualify for their conference championship game. They're sitting at home. Now they're in the college football playoffs again. Thankfully, there's not going to be a problem in 2024. But your thoughts in general on conference championship games.
0: I hate him. If it were up to me, I'd ban him. It wouldn't happen. And the same thing in college basketball. I would have no post conference tournaments either. I mean, you just played an entire season to determine the champion of the conference. What do you mean a conference championship game for? Well, we all know why, Ross. It's a money Most grab. Money. You know, they can sell out this place. They can sell out the place and get TV rights and uh, bring all kinds of people. It's a money grab, but I think it's uh, – I don't understand the need for it when you've already played a full conference schedule.
2: And, but, by the way, for the Pac-12 – and this was the first Pac-12 championship game that was sold out. It's not a money grab for them, even though that's why yep. they play these games. USC not being in the conference, not being in the college football playoffs, cost them millions of dollars, and so um, you know putting yep. them like in a position. Had they not had a conference championship game, Caleb is the for sure, one hundred percent, no doubt about it. They're probably not t- even taking bets. Heisman winner. And USC is the number four seed. They may have That's even right. moved up to number three, Dave. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, th- th- this is a bad look. But again, uh, Dave, l- l- this transitions um, into really what was the big story, I think, in college football 12-team playoff day. We finally get it. Next season is the last of the old-school college football. 2024, USC, UCLA going into the Big Ten. I think we're going to hear a lot more schools changing conferences. But the big story, Dave, wanted to get your thoughts. 12-team college football playoff.
0: I think kills too many. I think it kind of cheapens the regular season because college yeah. football has the best. College football, I've always said, has the best regular season and the worst postseason in all of sports. So yeah. Every week is like a play. It's like a playoff game in college football. The regular season is so important. I think the perfect number is eight. I think Cole, I, I don't like I don't like buys in the first round. I think eight. If you take eight, the five Power Five conference champions all get an automatic bid. That's five. You take two wild cards. That's seven and one. Team gets an automatic bid, whoever the best uh, non power five team, that would be too lame this year. They would get a bit. There's your eight right there. And I think um, if you limit it to two wild cards, that keeps the importance in the regular season and it makes winning your conference crucial. I, I think eight's the perfect number.
3: Yeah, Dave, I wanted to talk to you, um, sticking with college football. I wanted to talk to you about um, Colorado obtaining coach at primetime and uh, his speech to the regular uh, Colorado uh, squad. I wanted to um, ask you how how did you react to this speech and because uh, i loved it i thought it was great i thought it was realistic um considering Gee, just give a quick stars. like
2: what what you said so yeah
3: so if for all those don't know what he what he said he basically said i'm bringing my luggage it's louis um which, which was like the big the big huge thing for all those kiddies out there um and that he's bringing in his guys he's bringing in his five five star and four star recruits and that you know if you can't be with this team, then look at the transfer portal. So basically he is telling these kids like, look, I'm, I'm bringing in my people, you know, I'm, I'm switching things up. The culture is going to change and everything's going to change and we are going to be a viable uh, organization and a viable uh, university here. So uh, team here. So, you know, pack up and leave if you if you want to get some PT, basically. So I uh, just wanted to know your reaction on that, Dave.
0: I loved it. Uh, they got a winner in town. It seems like with Dion, you know, I know it went undefeated. I know Jackson State. They're not a you know a, a power five conference or D one team, but they went what twenty six and two since he's been the head coach. Twelve and all this year, he's done a great job. He's shown he can recruit. He he used his connections uh, in the uh, you know in the commercial world over the years to bring in the, but the nil guys to Jackson State. So yeah, I love that speech. You know, what? Uh, we went one and eleven last year. You guys are an embarrassment. You know, and you you ought to think about entering the trans- Transfer portal because uh, he's, I'm here now. It, 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 it's all about me. And then he, then he stood his son up and said, Here's the starting quarterback next year. He, he's already announced that. So I would imagine there's going to be all kinds of transfer portal guys and all kinds of recruits, and Colorado's going to get better. And, you know, I heard somebody say the other day, Well, why would he want to take that? That's dead end job. They're so bad. Well, I, I think the timing is right with USC and UCLA leaving the conference after next year. Yep. That's going to be wide open. I, I think the timing is right for Colorado to to become a football power again. Uh, and
2: Dave, I if, did not. If get, there is a Pac-12, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know what? I, I think they're finally going to take the advice uh, you gave years ago. I mean, like just include Hawaii, include San Diego. I mean, you know, great, great spots. Uh, Dave, I did not think that we would be talking about the Lakers as a potential championship contending team. But Dave, if Anthony Davis is going to be playing like the most valuable player, if Russell Westbrook continues to embrace his role as a six-man candidate, your thoughts on the way this team is playing right now?
0: (laughs) I think Darvin Hamm has done a magnificent job so far as the coach of this team. I mean, he inherited a mess. But we were talking about this. They started 2-10. and 10. It was a bad roster. Russell Westbrook was a horrible fit on this team. And instead of just standing pat and riding this thing out, uh, he moved Russell Westbrook to the bench, which Arash, you and I called on um, last summer, which should have been done. He's much better playing with the second unit. He tinkered with the starting lineup until he found a group that he liked. He's getting the absolute best out of AD and running the offense through him which is a smart idea So, and look at him now what they're 10 and 12 they're only two games out of a playoff spot now and one game out of a um, play in spot so yeah Ham has done a magnificent job with this team
2: now with the Clippers Dave uh, again the the got healthy and and last night Kawhi hits the game tying basket game winning basket as well if the Clippers can get healthy your thoughts on the Clippers I mean do you still view them uh, like as a championship contending team
0: yeah absolutely on paper they're a championship contending team yeah but you know We've said that before about them, and they'll find a way to lose somehow in the postseason, whether it be injuries. or. And I, I really think, Arash, um, I think the window slammed on the Clippers in the bubble when they had a three games to one yeah. lead on Denver. That was the year I thought they were going to win the championship. They had, an, they had the best team in the NBA that year. So I think that was the year the window slammed after that happened. Yeah,
2: I mean, just an unfortunate situation when you make a a trade like that for the Clippers. I mean, basically traded every draft pick that they have from now till the end of time for uh, Paul George. But effectively, you know, you you make that trade to get Kawhi. Dave, uh, the, the Dodgers have not done anything during the winter meetings. They lose out on Justin Verlander. They lose out on Trey Turner. He goes to Philadelphia do the Dodgers have to do something, or do they just kind of stand pat and say, hey, listen, there's cheaper ways to not win the World Series?
0: Well, they shouldn't have backed out of that Verlander deal in 2017 yeah, when yeah. the deal was done. And they backed out at the last second because they thought he's too old and he's on the downside, and they didn't want to pay him that kind of money. So it probably cost him a World Series that year, and look what happened since. But. You know, they went, what, 111 games last year? Is that what it was? Yeah. The Dodgers? But when you look at this Dodgers roster, they're a great regular season team. They're not built for the postseason. The pitching's not good enough. The bullpen's not good enough, as, as they proved last year. So, you know, in those short series, um, it's a whole different ballgame than the regular season. So, yeah, I would say strengthening the pitching staff has to be the priority. And what, $86 million for two years for Rurlander? Wow, what, what if the Dodgers were willing to go that high? <laughs> Probably
2: not, yeah. Dave, Wow. do get your thoughts? Speaking of regular season wins, out of nowhere, the NBA announced that they will hand out a trophy at the end of the season for the team that has the most regular season wins. I did not hear a, a clamoring for this trophy. It's being panned. No one, uh, like like is supporting this, Dave. Your thoughts on the NBA a quarter of the way during the season now saying, hey, we're going to have a trophy at the end of the season for the team that wins the most
0: regular season games. Yeah, what, that's that's like me going to an elementary school and uh, winning the one on one tournament there against a bunch <laughs> of fifth grade kids. Who, who cares? I mean, what a ridiculous! And you know, and Adam, so he's also come up with that idea. Evidently, he loves soccer. He wants to have yeah. that mid season uh, <laughs> tournament where where everybody it's a million dollar bonus for the winning team. And game. can you imagine if you get a guy hurt and it wrecks his knee in that stupid mid season tournament and he's out for the rest of the year? Yeah, if you if you're a contending team, so. Yeah, that, that's ridiculous. He, well, I, uh, what he needs to do is end tanking. That's, uh, and I know the, the bottom six teams here now all have a 14% chance. To, it's not as beneficial as it used to be. But you and, we all know what's still going on. Now, he denies it and says there's no such thing as tanking. He's lying. But I've got the perfect solution to Ross. We yes. talked about this before on draft night. All thirty teams get one ping pong ball, from the NBA champion to the worst team in the league. That's oh, wow. it. Why would why would anybody ever tank under that situation? Everybody has a one in thirty chance to get that first pick. There'd be no benefit ever again to tanking.
2: You know, the only way that I would tweak that, Dave, is I would probably give one ball to all the teams not making the playoffs. I mean, I, I kind of want to have a line in the sand. You know, I don't want the defending champions every year to get the, the top pick, but I like that, Dave. It, that I, I like that. Yeah. To, uh, yeah,
0: that wouldn't happen every year. It's only a three percent chance. Oh, I see. So you remember the loss? That's the way it was when they first started the lottery in the mid '80s. The non-playoff teams got one envelope, one ping pong ball. Yeah. I don't know why they changed out of that. Yeah, it makes no yeah, sense.
3: I mean, I would. I, yeah, I would assume that you would rather kind of have that right, even even everything out. Uh, Dave, I wanted to just switch back over to the Dodgers. Um, I, I know that they missed out, you know, on a bunch of pitching right now, and um, I think we said earlier in the last segment about. Um, possibly trying to go after Otani. But um, I'm wondering, uh, Rosh mentioned the cheaper way um, that the Lakers, that the Dodgers could go. I'm wondering, is there anybody that they could possibly be pulling up in their farm system since that farm system is supposed to be so amazing?
0: That's a good question. I have no idea about the Dodgers farm system yeah. and who the best prospects are. So uh, yeah, hopefully there, there's some players down there who can help.
3: Yeah. I
2: mean, they, they, they've always, you know, gotten good, Players from their system and they bring them up. Uh, Dave, what is a successful season for UCLA? I, mean, I, I think Chip Kelly has, has done what he can with this program. They're going to, to the Sun Bowl, Dave, which I really, when you talk about why you would leave the Pac 12, playing in the Sun Bowl's got to be up there. It's one of the worst bowls. <laughs> He'll pass. out. So, was this a successful season for UCLA?
0: I guess. What, what did they win? Nine games in rush with yeah. eight, nine games this year. You um, top 25, yeah, yeah. But if the reward is Christmas in El Paso, then no, <laughs> it wasn't a successful season. Then, well, the, I think the Bruins are going to get a real reality check when they go to the Big Ten as well. Um, you know, playing really good teams in that brutal weather there, and how is that? How do they get to a line that go? Which uh, I assume they're going to go into the West, right? USC, yeah. UCLA, the Big yeah. Ten West. Um, What happens if Cal and Stanford and uh, and, um, uh, who are the other two they want to take in? Um, Cal, Stanford, and Oregon and Washington, what if they all go, too? Yeah.
3: Yeah, they, and they ended you know what I would, three. You, yeah. They were
0: they You know, were, know what I would you know what I would do? I would take Oregon State and Washington State too, uh, if I were the Big Ten. And uh, I would and then I would reform the old Pac Eight, which is a great idea. The Arizona's oh, yeah. and Utah and Colorado the Arizona's and Utah and Colorado can all go to the Big Twelve. Take the original Pac Eight and make that the Big Ten West. Now I would love that when they all play each other every year.
2: That's a great idea because you know, like they they need some teams in the West. I mean, they they, they you know it can't just be USC and UCLA um, out there. Uh, Dave, last question for you: San Francisco losing their quarterback second time this year that they've lost their quarterback for the season. What do they do, Dave? Are you are you content with the quarterback that they have? Now, Brock Purdy played pretty well on
0: Sunday. I was impressed. Um, but, you know, that's a home game. Uh, that's, you know, they he came in by surprise and weren't ready for him. I just don't have any confidence that when defensive coordinators are watching game film on him and getting ready for him and he's got to go on the road, I, I don't have any confidence that the 49ers can advance very far in the playoffs with him at quarterback. You know what? Um <laughs> This Baker Mayfield thing I would investigate if I was the yeah. 49ers because he's had some good years with Cleveland. He had 28 touchdowns one year, 26 in another. He's had injuries, but he's never been on a good team. But I think surrounding with all this talent the 49ers have and the defense, and all he's got to do is manage the game and make throws. I think he could be I think he be pretty good playing for the 49ers. What an
2: amazing story that would be. A Baker Mayfield out of nowhere, all of a sudden, Goes on the waiver wire, clears waivers, and San Francisco picks him up. And again, because of the talent, as Dave said, the the talent that is surrounding him, if he finds a way to come in there, plays well... You know, does just enough to get this team into the playoffs. One thing leads to another. They're in the Super Bowl. You know, Baker Mayfield coming out of nowhere. And so that's like the amazing thing. The timing has got to lead me to believe that something is up there, whether it's with San Francisco, whether it's with some, some other team. It is very unique to cut a player this late in the season. So maybe, you know, the backdoor channel got a phone call to be like, hey, you know, wave Baker and um, he can find a way uh, to San Francisco. Dave, you're the best. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying, stay safe and
0: stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio.